Pittsburgh Steeler fans. Welcome back to another episode of what is this? This is the Scobro show. I'm so confused. I don't even remember what show I'm doing because it's Monday night. What am I doing here on a Monday night? And it's very, very simple. The Scobro show is here as usual. I am behind the steel curtain co-editor Dave Schofield here with my big brother, Rich, who is, I'm telling you, I'm kind of waiting, making sure we're all here with YouTube. I'm not up on YouTube yet. Now it says that we're actually here with those that are live with us. Rich, how are you doing this Monday evening? It's Monday and not Tuesday, but we can still breathe in that sweet smell of Steeler victory. Yes, and you know what? By being on a, by being the show coming at you on Monday night, it's kind of nice because we're really fresh off that win. We're really, really, really fresh off that Steelers 27-3 victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, it just happened. I mean, we're talking, you know, 30 hours ago. So for those of you that are here live on YouTube. So that's nice. That's exciting. But what's even crazier is that, what are we, Seventy in 72 hours? Well, in 71 hours will be almost time for kickoff. That's how much of a quick turnaround the Pittsburgh Steelers have this week as they are getting ready to face the Baltimore Ravens on Thursday night. So, um, Rich, what does <laughs> Mike Tomlin really wants to know uh, what vi- what does victory actually smell like? Um, right now in my house, it's smelling kind of Christmassy because I sprayed some pine, you know, air freshener <laughs> down here. There you go. So, okay. Oh, sorry. That might've been me. I might've been clicking on the wrong one. Oh, it was skipping right when I went yeah. to click off. So, so all right, we're rolling. We've got some news to go over because I feel bad because I, I, I'm, I had to watch, I'm going to have to watch the hangover on replay because I couldn't catch it live. My goodness. This is what happens when everything goes compressed down into one week of action in three days. You know, four days, if you really think about it, to get ready for this game. Not just for the Steelers, but even for the website. I mean, things have been crazy today. Coach Tomlin, it's, you know, I don't know what day of the week it is because Coach Tomlin had his press conference today, so it feels like Tuesday. You and I are here talking, and it feels like Tuesday. But there's a Monday Night Football game going on right now. This is absolutely crazy. But, man, lots of stuff going on, lots of content to come out uh, at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Whew, I had to cover some some interesting stuff today. Some of, you know, Jeff was doing it, and I was helping him out. Other stuff was me, and he was helping out. First things first. There was some people very worried about this game taking place on Thursday because the Baltimore Ravens are dealing with some COVID-19 issues that they had multiple people within their franchise, I guess I should say, or with within the team, not necessarily players, test positive for COVID on the game day tests that they don't get the results until after the games. And some people are like, what's the point of testing on game day if you're not going to get the game day test is never meant to actually change what's going on with game day because you don't get the results in time. And if and if they use the 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 quick method, they are not as sure resulted, if you know what I mean. 
So there would be more players who would have to sit out without it than otherwise. It's just the way that they have it all worked out. So there were some players, um, well, personnel within the Baltimore Ravens organization that tested positive for COVID. So then it was, well, who is it? What's going on? They knew it was at least one player. Well, we got the news. Two players, both played the same position. Running backs, Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins are both going to miss this week's game because they are going on the COVID-19 list. There is another player that was deemed a close contact, and that is nose tackle Brandon Williams, who is going on the COVID-19 list as a close contact. And now normally you would say, oh, but close contact, can he play? If the game would have been Sunday, yeah, but not with a Thursday game because of the whole five-day thing. But when it comes to Brandon Williams, he – he didn't play last week due to injury. I don't know if he's going right. to play. I don't know. I don't know if he was going to play anyway. So you got that. So then you're like, oh wow, you know, two running backs. Well, remember the, who's the lead? You know, who's the leading rusher for the Baltimore Ravens? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. He's number one. J.K. Dobbins is number two, but only a couple yards behind him is Gus Edwards. Correct. Who will be playing against the Steelers on Thursday, who when he started against the Pittsburgh Steelers last season, week 17, that was the first time the Steelers gave up a hundred yard rusher on the season, I do believe. But um, still, we're that's still getting ahead of it. We're going to talk about that game a little bit more. We still want to talk some about the Jacksonville game, but this is part of the news. So we know that that was going on. That's one thing. Then the Steelers did not release their injury report until almost 7 p.m. It's not an actual injury report. It's a hypothetical, you know, injury report where they're where they're estimating who wouldn't have practiced. And, and what did they do? They threw on nine players that wouldn't have practiced because of a coach's decision. I to know, me, I, love it. I almost think that that's almost like, hello, NFL, smack, smack, smack. This is our smack in the face to you for making us have to do an injury report when we don't even have practice. So they that's just right. you know, nine you know, players. You know who else would have done that? The guy from that team up north. Yeah. That's, that's exactly right. what he had done. So I kind of like the move by the Steelers there. That, that, that's a, that was pretty funny. Yeah, good old Wang Harbs. You know, that's something that we would have expected from him. Uh, sorry, I'm looking for my one notebook because I have some very interesting things I wanted to discuss, and now I can't find it. So I'm going to have to go from memory. Woo! Okay, so that's that's one. We're doomed. Uh, we're doomed. Me having to remember. We're doomed. So that's going to be interesting to see. You know, they've, they've got some other guys with their – you know, I don't even know what's going to be further down with the depth chart. I know people are talking about it in the in the live chat. Um, yes, but the big thing that the Steelers need to do this week is they have to deflate the Wang. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, uh, you need to go back and listen to the Steelers post game show from yesterday. Um, that was one Brian Anthony Davis and what he was saying about uh, good old Wang Harbs, the coach of the Baltimore Ravens. So. Um, surprised we don't have the Ravens trolls coming in tonight. Maybe, maybe they'll be here. Maybe we'll see. Uh, but, we'll um, see. They might make it here, but uh, they may not because you know of what happened the last time after they were here. Yeah. So oh yeah. They yeah, probably yeah. are just trying to tuck tail and hide right now. Yeah. Either that, or, the, or they'd be looking for us on Tuesday night. And not well, true. And not only that, <clears throat> they've lost three out of four. We'll get to that. We'll get to that because of yep. because just because those are some of those things. Title of the show tonight, never take anything for granted when it's Steelers versus Ravens. So 
Back to the injury report. The three players who didn't play this past week, they kept them as the exact same thing that they said they wouldn't have practiced for the same injuries. Uh, who knows if they would have or not. Then the three players that we knew were dealing with injury coming out of the game, Zach Gentry, uh, Mike Tomlin's already ruled him out for this week. Um, then it was Joe Hayden with the knee and Juju Smith-Schuster with the foot said that they wouldn't have practiced today. It'll be interesting to see if they practice tomorrow. Yeah, I wouldn't even put too much stock in tomorrow because they usually don't practice until Wednesday on a week. So Wednesday's the, the day that you want to see all the players if they're really going to be ready for it. But the other thing when it comes to Gentry is that Coach Tomlin said that Vance McDonald has cleared the, the COVID-19 protocol with the NFL. He will be practicing tomorrow, but he has to practice and show that he doesn't show any ill side effects from, from having the disease and everything first before he'll be activated. I have a feeling McDonald will come off the COVID list while Zach Gentry goes on IR, and that'll probably be the move that we will see. Yep. But there's one more exciting piece of news. Did you see the last exciting piece of news? I had to do another. I had to publish oh, an article tonight after seven o'clock. Two articles for me after six thirty. It's crazy. hold on. I was I was reading a whole bunch of articles right before we went on. So, but I don't remember what was yours. It's it's very simple. I almost I, I almost wore it again, but I wore it yesterday. And I didn't want people to. Oh think yes, the color there. rush. The yes, color, color rush. rush. I saw that jerseys. Mm -hmm. The Steelers are wearing the color rush Thursday night. I had a feeling they would. A lot of people hoped they would. There was some worry that they weren't going to do anything like that because of the, because of everything and no, and not many fans in the stadium. That's another report that came out. I, I don't even know if we had that article up is that there will be fans this Thursday. Um, but there's some new things in the state of Pennsylvania that kick in on Friday that it looks like Steelers or will probably not be having fans during the month of December. You know, friends and family. It'll be very extremely limited. So, wow, 10 minutes in and we're finally getting through the news. Rich, we breathe in the, the, the sweet smell of victory. Tell me your thoughts about that victory. All right. My thoughts on that victory. After the first quarter, I was worried. By halfway through the second quarter, I wasn't worried anymore. And basically just cruised all the way to the end of the game. Okay. That's how the game was for me. Yeah. Um, I was a little, and I was probably most upset in the first quarter because of how we seemed to just, honestly, we seemed to just be dinking around on offense. Mm -hmm. You know, um, giving McFarland a series, handing the ball off on first and second down the one time and, you know, getting two yards out of two runs. Um, I was just like, come on, we're not in sync. We're, we got no rhythm going. Suddenly then we got a rhythm going and it was like, okay, we're good. Yeah. I was worried because the defense let him go down, kick that field goal the first time. But by halfway through the second quarter, I was just like, okay, defense is kicked in. We're good. Yeah. I will be honest with you. I never really got worried. They went down. They scored the, the Jacksonville score. I won't even say worried. No. Concerned is probably even, the better word. I wasn't concerned. I was a little bit miffed about the Steelers saying, you know, it was just 
it's I never expect I, I never thought that they wouldn't get it together. It was how soon are you going to get it together? Come on. Yes. How soon is it going to come together? That's what it was with me. And they went down, scored that field goal on the first drive. And I I, I did not get the game here. So I, I was watching with one Jefferson Bartholomew Hartman. And, and, and I said to him, well, there goes Bad's theory of a shutout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right off the bat. There, right off the there, bat. There, there went the shutout. But believe it or not, he was closer in the score. I picked I picked 12 and he picked zero. So three is closer to zero than it is the 12. Uh, because we don't play prices right rules, although Jeff tries to force those on us sometimes. Um then the Steelers, you know, they went down, they got there, they missed the field goal. You know, a little, little bit of a rough snap. You know, they say the announcers yep. jinx. They call the I mean, who ices a kicker on the opening drive? Um, but then the Steelers came back, got the field goal. I'm like, all right, it's all right. Because I, the reason it never worried me is the defense never seemed to really let much of anything go. Um, I said it in my, in my, uh, by the numbers actually, article, go ahead. Actually, you know, what really made me feel good in that game, mm -hmm. they scored the field goal and I called the onside kick, the onside kick. I was um, like, yeah, I bet they try an on. I wouldn't surprise me if they tried an onside here. Boom. They went to the onside kick. We were ready for it. We recovered it. Yeah. Now, what stinks is we didn't turn that into points like we should have. Yeah. But, it should have been. But, but when we didn't get caught off guard and give them the ball right back, I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, Kyle's. Kyle's actually, yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. He did. I called it. I, I said. Yep. I said, don't be surprised to see an onside kick here. Boom, there it went. Mm -hmm. Like two yeah. seconds later. Mike, Mike Tom wants to know if it answered when you called it. <laughs> Did it? Uh -huh. so, yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yep. So I was I wasn't overly concerned. I the defense was doing what they need to do. I said this in my by the numbers article that ran this morning. It's there on the website. It's that far down because it ran early in earlier in the morning, and there's been so much content out there today. You'd have to go looking for it. But the 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 Jaguars ran two plays in the red zone the whole game. Yep. Two plays where they got to the Steelers red zone. Now the Steelers didn't run very many plays in the red zone either because they were scoring their touchdowns from well, technically, I guess that was a red zone touchdown to Ebron because it was at the 20. Um no, that one I don't think that one counted. It was it was 20 on the it, it was a 20-yard touchdown. So that'll be interesting to see. I don't know if you have to be on the 20 or it inside can, the 20. I don't know. Yeah. But that one, no, when I looked up after the game, they because were because Claypool's was out. Um, you know, Benny Snells in. was in. Benny Snells was in. But that was almost were. a Deontay Johnson non red zone. Correct. Because, you know, he came up. Boy, but boy, that was a nice catch. That really yes, was. It was good focus. But not only that, the Steelers for the rest of the game, after you know, they, they got in the red zone. And that's when Alawa, they had they ran two plays. The second of those, well, the first play was a one-yard run. Yeah. The next play in the red zone, Alawalu bats the ball up in the air. Minka Fitzpatrick intercepts it right around the goal line, and he returns it out to around the 40. So um, I'm, yep, 39. 39-yard 39 yep. line. By number 39. When, <laughs> when that happened, that's when I knew we had the game. Yes. So what he does that, they don't get to the red zone again. 
And in fact, they only get in Steelers territory for three more plays in the rest of the game. They moved into Steelers territory. Then there was a penalty. Then there was another penalty, blah, blah, blah. A couple plays. Um, you know, there's a penalty in the Steelers, two penalties in Jacksonville, and then the Stefan Tuitt sack, which Jeff thought was hilarious, that Tuitt knocks Hayward off of him. So Tuitt gets the whole sack rather than them share it because yeah. that, that was pretty good. Um, and that took them back across midfield. That was the only time they crossed midfield the rest of the game. I said it in the post game. I felt like the Steelers kind of lulled their fans into a blowout. You think that's an accurate statement? That well, I, I don't. It's close. It, uh-huh. it wasn't so much that they lulled us into a blowout, but you think about you know a blowout where you go up huge to begin with. We didn't. Mm-hmm. Although we were on the verge of the blowout by halftime, we didn't start that direction until into the second quarter. Yep. Well, they didn't score in the first quarter. The Steelers did not score in the first or third quarter. They scored 17 points in the second, 10 points in the fourth. That's just what it was. So when I when we hit ha- when we didn't get more points at halftime before halftime, you know, when Ben threw the pick in the end zone. Which I was like, the only thing I—that was another one. I said to Kyle, uh, actually, I even—I—I I was just like, we've got points as long as Ben doesn't throw a pick here, mm-hmm. and he threw a pick. I was like, yep. And yep. at first, I was really mad. We needed this point, and then I really looked, and I was like, you know, it is seventeen to three. Um, I mean, think about it—they're like all the Steelers, twenty-seven points. You do realize that the only road game where they've scored more points was the 28 against the Ravens. They haven't hit 30 points on the road and they were a missed field goal away. Um, and then that interception from even just being a field goal, that could have been 33 right there. Right. So very, very interesting, very interesting. So it, I, I felt that once again, the running game didn't come out and explode, but it was much improved over the much improved weeks. But it's so funny because some of those were James Conner just having to do his own thing. What uh, do they do? Uh, they go uh, to run the 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 wide toss to the left where he's going to lose five yards. And he goes on Marcus Allen. Right. He yeah, went on Marcus to. Allen on us. Yeah. Yep. Spun it around back to the right and gained 11 yards. Yeah. So that, yards? You know, that was fun. Like that. that was fun. So, hey, I'm going to do something. Unless there's a, anything else you want to say about the game, you know, Terrell Edmonds, two interceptions. Got to love that. Minka that with was two. the best because, yep. uh, you know, a lot I, of people always, hated on him. I kept saying all year, look, he's playing well. I always go in before the game and read, you know, Brian <laughs> Anthony Davis's bold bizarre. and bizarre predictions. Did you realize he was talking about himself with the Kyle yes, helmet? I, I did because of the BJ Finney pants. But I said, Brian, there's going to be, a lot, of, I, I be a lot of people that don't know what you're talking no, about. No, they do not. But the that's game okay. Board, the tight fitting board pants. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yes, I knew he was talking about himself this week versus the week before when he's talking about Jeff. Yeah. So, um, but I was reading that, and he and when he kind of was like, yep, Terrell Evans will get his hands on the football, but he won't, but he won't complete the the interception and then he turns around and gets two i was like yep. oh well it's funny because people are like oh that first one was a gift it was an overthrow right to him yeah you know what but you still got to catch it the second one that i said to jeff I'm like, play. that 
was all him. He went up, hit the ball with the one hand to tip it to himself, caught it, and there he goes. That was that was nice. Do you do you remember this? These were his second and third career interceptions. Do you yeah. remember what game was his first career interception? Um, you're probably going to say one you and I went to together, nope, <laughs> but I don't it wasn't. remember. Okay, I remember it. I'm pretty sure, and I'm and someone will correct me if I'm wrong in the live chat. I'm sure, but if I remember correctly, it was in the. Vance McDonald stiff arm Monday night game against the Buccaneers. Oh, yep. Very well that's, could have been. Yes. That's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. That's what sticks out in my, in my brain. Cause I remember when he made the interception, I commented about how fast he returned the ball. Um, because he, he really did, you know, just get upfield with the ball, which was really nice. So, um, I'm sure someone will tell me if I'm wrong in the live chat, but I'm going to go that that was right until then. Guess what? I don't get to do a Steeler Stat Geek audio po- podcast only before the next game because of having to condense everything down. I told Jeff, I said, I'm taking one for the team. I said, that's game day. We can bump Stat Geek to another time and run the pregame show there or whatever we needed to do with podcasts. I said, it's okay. Um, but therefore, I, I have some numbers to talk about, but I wrote some of them down, and apparently I must have left my notebook upstairs because I can't find it anywhere. So I'm going by memory, okay? Uh, way to not be prepared. Oh, I was prepared, and that's what no, you're not. Well, that's what you're really prepared. You'd have the notebook. Is that I sat down and did this work, and now I'm going with my brain. But this one's easy. You ready? Are you Go ready? Go for it. There are. 39 players in the NFL entering Monday night, because you know the Monday night game is going on. 39 players in the NFL entering Monday night that have 500 or more receiving yards. The Pittsburgh Steelers are the only team with three of those players. Three. They have three players over 500 yards. Now, tonight, Tampa has one going into tonight. That's Evans. So they need, he, they need like 80-some from, from Goodwin. Is he playing? I did, I'm did. i so focused on seeing stuff. I don't even know who's playing. I didn't see if he, he was needs 80-some. He needs 80-some. And who's the other guy? Scotty. Scotty too hottie. Now, I can't. Scotty something. He, need, he would need 80-some. Is that Miller? Yeah. I think that's right. I don't know. Something like that. He would need 80-some to get to 500, and Gronk would need 125. They would need two of those guys to get that tonight in order for them to get to three. And then the Rams only have two guys. They have one that's over, two that are anywhere close. They're both in the 80s. It's Cooper Cup's already over. It's Woods, and it's – I can't remember the other one. They would both have to get 80 yards each tonight, both of them, in order for them to go over over 500 yards to have three of them. So it's still a possibility, but right now – it's just the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wait a minute. Who who on uh, Los Angeles is over already? Cup is already over. And he's okay. like got over 100 yards tonight. I was say he's already got 109 tonight. Yeah, but yeah, it's Woods. It's it's Jefferson Jr. is the other one. I just oh, all the box yeah. score to know that that's the other one. He would need 80-some. So that's pretty interesting. Um, Thaddeus is saying The Notebook is his favorite movie. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> really really no i don't believe that at all so um, well, maybe I, if it was your notebook dave yeah my notebook because <laughs> man it's got some real 
nerdy, nerdy numbers in it. So that's when he's playing or Godwin, whatever he is. Godwin, playing I think it's Godwin. I think I said it wrong. Yeah. Okay. So that was an interesting stat. Here's another one. How do you think the Steelers play on Thursday nights? Um, uh, sorry, I remember I remember last year's Thursday night game, and I'd rather forget about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, I'll be honest with you. The Steelers overall on Thursday nights, this is not going to instill a lot of confidence in people. They are 11 and 14 total ever yeah. on Thursday nights. Now that goes all the way back to 1980 and they have an awful lot of losses um, before the year 2000. Let me count these up to seven of those 14 losses were before Kevin Colbert. They, the Steelers, no joke. Thursday nights all time. Then they didn't play until 2006. So before 2006, so it's 1980 to 1999 on Thursdays, on Thursday games. Now it's funny, they're not all Thursday nights. Some of them are actually, you know, Thursday, Thanksgiving day, day games. So just on oh, Thursdays in I was going to say, did, oh, I was going to say, the infamous these, 16 the 19 infamous, overtime loss in Detroit yeah, in 1998. The, the infamous coin flip. Yeah. That now we have the Jerome Bettis rule. Exactly. So the Steelers before 2006 were a whole whopping one and seven. So that means they are 10 and seven ever since. Now, so you're like, that's okay. But you know what's a little bit more important than that? How are they at home? How are they at home? Well, they've got a loss in 1995. And that's one of two losses that they have at home on a Thursday. Otherwise, they have eight wins. They had two okay. in 2006. Because, you know, sometimes these are these are um, week one games, you know, yeah. after after being in the Super Bowl. So they had, they had two wins in 2006. So then if you want to talk about Mike Tomlin, under Mike Tomlin at home Thursday night, the Steelers are six and one. Now that one loss they have was the game infamously I that I infamously like to refer to as the Scobie debacle, which was that that uh, week four game on a Thursday night at home against the Ratbirds, where the Steelers they had like a 99% chance of winning that game with three minutes left. And they just blew it and blew it and blew it. Ended up losing that in overtime. I mean, and that wasn't even Ben Roethlisberger playing in that game. You know, that was um, um, Michael Vick. So I don't think Ben Roethlis Ben Roethlisberger's never lost a Thursday night game at home. Just like Ben Roethlisberger, you know what has my never, favorite Thursday night lost. game at home. You know what my favorite yeah. Thursday night game at home was, right? The the let's see it. The Dilly Dilly, Dilly game Dilly. we were at. The Dilly Dilly game we we attended. That was um that was in 2017 against Tennessee. And not only that, 
put up crazy points. The last two times the Steelers have played at home on a Thursday, how about 40 points in 2017 and 52 points in 2018? You know, just that's when they went crazy on the short week. Hit somewhere in between those two on this Thursday, and I'd be quite happy. And even looking at how they just have done recently on Thursdays, not just looking at home, um, they've done very, very, you know, very well with Ben Roethlisberger. You know, they lost last year without Ben Roethlisberger. They won the previous three years, one of which was in Indy on Thanksgiving night. They lost last year. Wait a minute. They, They lost last year on Thursday in Cleveland. And... Yeah. Didn't we play two then last year? No. Thursday? No, because remember they you're thinking that they opened up against the Patriots, but the but they did that special 100 year game on Thursday. The oh, night that right. was the Packers and Bears. That's right. And then they they had uh, they that's had right. uh, the Super Bowl crowning on Sunday nights. That's is right. how that one works. But I mean, honestly, Ben Roethlisberger um if you're not talking about like week one, cause you know, the Steelers in 2015 lost in week one there. Um, then you have, you know, some other things in Baltimore where they've had some rough times in all Ben Roethlisberger. I'd have to look at it. Forget the road road wins. He's never lost at home on Thursday night. And he's never lost wearing the color rush Jersey. Cause the only loss they've had in it was against Buffalo last year, which was no Ben Roethlisberger. So, and we all know that Ben Roethlisberger is the straw that serves the Steelers drink. So that's just some fun, interesting number stuff I wanted to throw out before we dive too much into stuff going ahead, which that was kind of a little bit going ahead. Anything else you want to, you want to do to wrap up uh, the first half of the show? Anything else about Jacksonville 10 and 0? Anything about that? Um, no, other than it really looked like a, uh, Big Ten team playing a Mac team on. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Before we go into the next to the next half, we, we've got a couple of super chats we got to bring up here because yep. I've kind of slacked it on that. First of all, we have two dollars in the tip jar from John Knox. Thank you very much. He says, "I like that Ben and company seem annoyed after every game." Before we went on for the Steelers post game show, Jeff is saying, "Uh oh," I'm like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "Ben's not happy." What do you mean? He's giving really short answers in his post-game press conference. He's not happy. I'm like, good. I like that Ben's not happy. They won 27-3 to and Ben's not happy. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. So the Steelers are not – what's great is they're enjoying the ride, but they're not content with it. That's that's a great thing to be right now. So um, our other super chat is from Felicia. Hey, Felicia, with uh, $5 <laughs> into the tip jar that she says, well, I didn't even pre-read this one, but I know it's Felicia, so it's got to be fine. What would be is. so awesome is us beating Bell for the AFC and us winning the Super Bowl against Mr. Third and Fifth with Brady in tow. Yeah, that would – you know what? That – when I – Tonight, when I finally go to bed, which will actually be tomorrow morning because I have so much work to do for the website, I'm sure, that um, before I wake up tomorrow morning, that is probably, (laughs) hey, um, that is probably something that's going to be going through my head. Those are some great dreams. But you know what? As great as it sounds, you know, you know, to beat the Le'Veon Bell now with the Chiefs, Mr. Third and Fifth now um, in Tampa, what would be even better? 
is going to be beating the Baltimore Ravens on Thanksgiving night. So, Rich, we're going to close this one off. If you're on the audio side, get ready to click over to part two. We'll be right back with you. For those of you on YouTube, hold tight. We'll be back in a few seconds for part two of the Scobro Show.